The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Hello and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 p.m. on station KZGO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado and from 7 to 8, 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. A landmark in Kali for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you close to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins. That is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Can you imagine the walk Jesus made to Calvary must have been an excruciating event for him to endure? Although he became the sacrificial lamb for the whole world, some of them thought differently. Soldiers bound his hands, spat on him, placed a crown of thorns upon his head only to curse and mock him, saying, Behold thy king. 
Will these same people still say such things if they knew that he truly is the King of Kings? Our church choir and the leadership of Emilia Hahn will sing for you this wonderful song entitled 10,000 Angels. Accompanying our choir will be Edith Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. Please join in singing as the words appear on your screen. Often we wonder if God would ever forgive a sinner like me. 
how can he, when he knows all the things I have done in my life, can I know that Jesus will be with me if I ask for forgiveness? The answer is an emphatic yes. In a quiet place or in the privacy of your own thoughts, call out for him and he will hear your humble cry. Under my direction, our church band will play for you this solemn and comforting song entitled, Pass Me Not.
In Matthew 18:3, we read, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Our soul is this morning, Seth Makana Asano, will sing for us this heartfelt and touching song entitled, Heaven's Embrace. Accompanying Seth will be Tiare Summers on the piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, and Trusty Associate Pastor Evans Broad Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars. God. 
When we are happy to know the Lord, we sing songs of praise and thanksgiving. If we speak to others about Jesus and tell them how He has changed our lives, we have lifted His name to the highest. Then when we read His words daily, it tells the story of His love for all of us and what we mean to Him. Once again, our church choir will sing for us this uplifting song entitled, While the Ages Roll.
Talent comes in many ways, shape and form. Our next group of talents are siblings in real life. They will offer their praises and thanksgiving unto Jesus for the things he has done, is doing, and will continue to do for them. They are the Carrillo Trio, and together they will play on their ukuleles this old-time favorite song entitled, Old Nicodemus. Our duet this morning, Kelsey Puloa and Seneca Rose Han will sing this heartwarming song entitled, Have You Thanked Him? It gives me great privilege to dedicate this wonderful song to Associate Pastor Jose and Mrs. Penny Jandog Jr. Your unending labor of love for the Lord will not go unrewarded. May Jesus continue to shower you both with blessings pressed down and overflowing in this life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday.
Shalom. 
And good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and this time I'd like to take a moment to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit, visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Kessner Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. L. Verio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Kuloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you decide to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Thank you. At this time, I return you to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. These weekly telecasts are especially significant to us because they allow us the opportunity to come into your homes and share the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God with you as a push, pull, or turn of a button and in the comfort of your surroundings. May the Lord bless you for taking this time to draw closer to Him by reading the Word of God with me and receiving today's sermon entitled, Our Heritage. In AD 64, during the reign of Nero, the fire of Rome took place in which almost the entire city was consumed. Tradition says that Nero caused the fire and that he watched while he played on his violin. Whether he started it or not, the blame was put upon the Christians, and of course, great persecutions arose against them. The epistles of Peter were written on these persecutions, which spread throughout the empire of Rome. Listen to Luke 22, 31 to 32, a warning to Peter and to us today. 
And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. This means when he turned back to me again, the Lord knew that Satan was going to have his way with Simon Peter for a while, so that he would be weak and cowardly, but that God's prayer for Peter would be, uh, surely be answered, and he would be converted. We read in 1 Peter 1, 3-4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. These verses tell us that God has given us a new life, causing us to be truly born again of water and of the Spirit. And thus, our lives become living and real. Our Savior rose from the tomb, overcoming death, hell, and the grave. And all who believe in Him will be raised from the dead when the trump of God sounds. Paul tells us in Romans 8, 16-17, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. It is truly exciting for one to receive notice that he has become heir to his parents' will and will be the recipient of great riches. However, this emotion is nothing when compared to the joy that will come to one who has been truly born of water and of the Spirit and living the life, for he is an, apparent, an heir apparent to God's eternal riches and a joint heir with Christ as well. The Bible says we are joint heirs with Christ. Could that mean we will share on an equal basis with our Lord Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God? The fact that we are named as heirs of God proves once and for all that we are in the family of God. We read Ephesians 1.6. To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. God accepts us not because of anything that we have done, but because of the love that He has for the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, and therefore, through Him, we are also accepted. This everlasting inheritance will never end. In comparison, the joy from a vacation lasts for a moment, then the joy disappears. As the heirs of God, we will never have regrets. Our enjoyment of God's kingdom will never end. Nothing impure will enter this kingdom. Our eternal inheritance will be the privilege of dwelling in that celestial city which John saw coming down from God out of heaven, as we find in Revelation 21, 27. And this shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So many of the world's beauties and pleasures are scattered by this sin-cursed, devil-may-care world. Even Moses, the son of Pharaoh's daughter, turned his back on all that Egypt, a type of sin, held for him because he esteemed them as the pleasures of sin. We read Hebrews 11, 24 to 26. 
By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the repentance of the reward. Praise and thank the Lord, ours will be an undefiled inheritance that fadeth not away. With an experience of heavenly delight, it will never cease to be a blessing or a thrill. You in the viewing audience might be wondering, will I ever reach that blessed time? Others will, but maybe I will never make it. Listen to what Peter had to say to every redeemed child of God. This inheritance is not only incorruptible, undefiled, and unfading, but it is reserved in heaven for you. No perfect call will ever be able to take it away from you. No inheritance tax will ever deplete this great legacy. It is reserved for those who are truly born again, and the transaction is recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. I am glad that my place in heaven is reserved for me, purchased by the precious blood of Jesus, and no one is going to tell me that I do not belong there. However, someone may say I cannot overcome until the end against the wiles of the devil. To you I say, hear Peter's last encouraging words found in 1 Peter 1.5, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. The inheritance is being kept for us, and we are being kept for the inheritance. For are we being kept, one might ask, unto salvation, which will be complete when the Lord Jesus Christ comes again in the last days, for then all who believed in him will be raised. Those who are still alive will be caught up to be with him. We read in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16-17, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. These are comforting words for those of us living in these perilous times. The call, come up hither, will be the fulfillment of the rapture. The second question is, by what are we being kept? The answer is kept by the power of God, of course. Peter made the mistake of thinking he kept himself, especially during the incident when Jesus warned that before the cock would crow twice, Peter would deny him thrice. It was a hard lesson, but Peter learned that he could be kept only by the power of God. What Peter was saying was discarded in the power of God and surrounded by the power of God. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, all power is given unto me and in heaven and in earth. Psalms 125, verse 2 reads, as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth, even forever. Proverbs 18, 10 tells us, the name of the Lord, that is Jesus, is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Therefore, our only means of security is to keep ourselves in the keeping power of God. A message was addressed to the strangers, that is, to the Jewish Christians who were scattered amongst the Gentiles. In a special sense, every Christian in every age is a stranger, a foreigner, and a pilgrim. Listen to Hebrews 11:13 to 16. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them 
and embraced them, confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. As Christians, this world, yes, this world is not our home. Therefore, we should not be surprised if we feel like strangers in this sin-cursed world. Peter shows us that we are chosen of God and children of God. We read 1 Peter 1 to 2, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. The world may reject those of us who worship this way, considering us strange and deceived, but it is blessed to know that we are really the chosen of God. Election is according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Paul makes it clear that we were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world as was Jeremiah, Paul, and so forth. We read Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed thee in thy belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Jeremiah was chosen for his ministry, and Paul likewise. Chosen for his, as you read in Galatians 1.10-12, For do I not persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation means something uncovered. Jesus revealed or showed himself to Paul at his conversion on the road to Damascus. Thus we are the elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification or separation of the Spirit unto obedience the obedience of faith and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. As mentioned in 1 Peter 1, 2, Now there was a man named Nicodemus who was converted after witnessing how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. As Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Yes, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. During a period of 40 days, the risen Lord instructed the apostles of things pertaining to the kingdom of God, teaching them from the scriptures, listen to Luke 24, 40 and 48, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And thus it began with Peter's sermon in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. We read Acts 2, 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely that God had made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Yet it was clear that Jesus was the Messiah. No message could have been more unwelcome to the Jews who had rejected his messianic claims and crucified him. While Peter preached in power and demonstration of God's Holy Spirit, they that heard were pricked in their hearts and asked, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And that same question should be in the hearts of people today. What must I do to be saved? Listen to Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
Yes, the Spirit of God fell upon the 120 believers who tarried in the upper room for 10 days, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, forming the first church of which Christ was and still is the head. Peter gave the greatest altar call of all time. 3,000 souls accepted the Lord and were baptized in Jesus' name. As we read in the 41st verse, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there added unto them about 3,000 souls. Praising God, they had all things common and were acceptable to all the people. The Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. Listen to Isaiah 43, 11. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. This verse confirms Acts 4, 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Today, there are many noble and upright people who believe that their good life will earn them a home in heaven, but that is not so. Listen to John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I send to thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And verse 7 reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus. To be born of the Spirit is to speak in tongues or in unknown language. Thus we see by the scriptures that baptism is essential to salvation. Jesus said in Mark 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Peter confirms this in 1 Peter 3.21, the like figure went to even baptism doth also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And being born again by my friends is what we must do so that he can beget us again. We become children of God as we enter the family of God. What a glorious hope we have through this marvelous relationship. Our first birth was disappointing. We were dead in trespasses and sins as we find in Ephesians 2, 1 to 2. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. But now we are now new creatures in Christ Jesus. Read 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Distinguished from the old man, the new man is the regenerate man who has become a partaker of the divine nature and life, and in no sense is he the old man made over or improved. The new man is Christ formed in the believer. The two disciples who were on their way to Emmaus on that first day of the week after Jesus' crucifixion were met by the Lord, though their eyes were holding that they should not know him. We read Luke 24, 17 to 21, And he said unto them, What manner of communication are these that ye have one to another, as ye walk and are sad? And the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? and has not known the things which are come to pass there in these days. And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and the rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done.
Their hopes were shattered. But after he had been revealed to them as he broke bread in their home, they knew he had risen from the dead as he said he would. Theirs became a living hope. Praise Jesus, those who know him today are alive in Christ Jesus and have a living hope. Paul tells us in Romans 8, 24, 25, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. In your patience possess your souls. Paul declared many years ago, time is running out. Looking back over history, there are some starting signs that point to the end of this age. Could this valuable thing called time be running out for planet Earth? The first sign, are we reaching the combination of all things? Are we close to the time? We read in Romans 8.22, For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. The second sign, when the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. The third sign, when we shall hear the heavens pass away with a great noise and the elements melting with the fervent heat. We read 2 Peter 3.10, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. The day of the Lord does not mean 24 hours, but a period of time beginning when the Lord Jesus Christ returns, establishes righteous kingdom, and cleanses the heavens and the earth by fire. It is after the coming of the Lord Jesus for his true church. And the fourth sign, when we hear the sounds of Armageddon, we read in Revelation 16, 15 through 16, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. This verse is like the voice of Jesus breaking through the horror for an instant, calling, warning to rebels, and encouragement to those who have trust and faith and hope in him. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. Armageddon means the Mount of Slaughter. Many great battles of the world have been fought there. And this great battle of Armageddon is not just another battle between the nations of the earth. It is a united attack by nations of the earth against God and the Lord Jesus Christ. The important thing is to remember is not the battle, but the victory of Jesus Christ. And finally, the fifth sign, when the Lord shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west by a very wide valley, so that one half of the mountain shall withdraw northward and the other half southward. The Lord God shall come and all the saints with him. The true church to be in heaven by them will come with the Lord when he returns in glory. We read in Revelations 19, 11 through 14, and all saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies, that is the saints of God and members of the true church, which were in heaven, followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Isn't that awesome? We're coming back to earth with the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, to rule and reign with him. Now, if you would like to know more about God's Word and the church and review these telecasts in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Blehan Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless 
and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. To close another sweet hour of fellowship is our church band playing for you this upbeat tune entitled, Hide You in the Blood.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.